What are you doing in my garden? Ah, the gentle refrain of a Saturday morning. What better way to usher in the weekend than with a melee through the news? Germany confronts its soul in Thuringia again. The ins and outs of egg donation. And how many people actually got locked up for getting on a Berlin U-Bahn with no ticket? It's Megan's Megacan. everybody this is megan we're here with another episode of megan's megacan your weekly almost weekly roundup of german news in partnership with Lunar magazine i am here with the lovely conrad werner good evening how are you conrad um bloody good yes bloody good marvelous marvelous you've gone very british <laughs> Bloody marvellous. Uh, Your British 50% coming out. Yeah. Is this in response to Brexit? Yeah. I've, Finally taking back control. I was there, you know. I went to the Brandenburg Gate the other week where there was a, a flash mob. Oh, God. But a, very, a, very, a very polite flash mob of English people all looking a bit sad. And we had a little sing song and it made oh. us feel better. Oh. Over What did you uh, sing? We sang the um, Beethoven Ode to Joy. Oh, yes, the EU... Uh... The EU anthem. Is there lyrics to that? There is in German, yeah. Oh. Do you want me to sing it? Well, maybe if they'd got English lyrics, then none of this would have happened. <laughs> that God. is a good point. Well, we have only non-Brexit. We do. It's been a spectacular week in German politics. It is kicking off. It is it is definitely kicking off. I am so, quite excited. This is the most exciting German politics has been in a while. I find German politics quite exciting, but yeah, I but think this... that's also because I get to drink. So, Oh, yeah. We drinks. have to get on with the drinking. Let's have drinks. Um, it's grey and horrible in Berlin. And um, so to brighten up our day, I thought I would bring us some more maybe summery-esque cocktails We've got a Cuba Libre, which is from Cuba, so probably warmer and less grey and terrible yeah. than Berlin is now. And I have a Jim Beam Lime Splash. Okay. So you can choose. I have the Jim Beam Lime Splash. I knew splash. you were going to do this, and I knew I'd end up drinking rum, but I was like, who cares? Maybe it'll solve my endless illness. All right, here you go. You can make the decision which one to drink next time, if you like. No, and then I don't you always think, give me the no, choice. And no, then... no. Um, right, um, so I'm quite liking the Bacardi Cuba Libre um, can because it's gold and it's a matte finish, which we've oft discussed. Yeah. Is a sign of your classier <laughs> mega can. Indeed, it is certainly. Um, uh, yours is a bit brash. There's Mine's a lot a of brash. neon green. It's a bit proletarian. The, well, the, the nothing's gloss more finish. proletarian than a Cuba Libra, my friend. <laughs> that's, the, that's the drink of the people. Good. Oh, God, it smells of rum. Oh, oh yeah. Thank God for that. To be fair, I think this is a good mega can because it just tastes like a delicious rum and coke. Have at it, my little rum drinkers. But also... Knock yourselves stay out. stay away from me because I fear you. Right, so to kick off... 
we've had a German news item which has been so explosive that I was even aware of it wow. before I got here today, that, which a means it's, it's a big one. Yeah. What's been happening? Well, you remember there was an election in Thuringia last Thuringia, year. Thuringia, yes. And they have to choose a new government. It took them a while to decide who the new government was going to be. I feel like that's been going on for ages, but they, yeah. this seems to happen in Germany because they fanny about with like... Yeah. Which weird coloured coalition and they name it after yeah. fairly niche flags. Well, well the problem is, yeah. Yeah, like Kenya and everything. It but Jamaica. Yeah. So in this case it was always going to be a problem because there was no majority for any particular coalition that anyone could uh, bear to be in. Partly because the <laughs> AFD got so many votes. Yeah, they were like the second... Yeah, they got 23%. Weeping crikey. So what was left over were the CDU, the FDP, the Linker, the Greens and the SPD. Right. And they couldn't agree amongst themselves what coalition they could have. So they decided in the end, because Bodo Ramelow, the state premier, is fairly popular, they thought, well, we'll have a minority government with Bodo Ramelow in charge, because mm-hmm. he used to be in charge, with the Linker and the Greens and the SPD. And it would be a minority government, but it'd be okay because we reckon Bodo Ramelow is popular enough for him to be voted in. And who's doing the voting in this? Well, the MPs in the local state parliament. MPs. So they're like, right, cool. This is what we're going to do. Bodo Ramelow, which is another brilliant name. He's been around for a long time. He's very popular, isn't he? Yeah. We talked about him before. Yeah. So, and this is the only state in country which has got a linker government. This is this shows that the linker, even though they're really socialist and the other parties don't think they're too extremist or too close to the old SED in East Germany, he's the he's so, a practical person that people can get on board with. But oh no, they miscalculated. Oh oh, there were they, there were three different candidates, right? And at the, in the the two rounds, there was like no majority, and then in the third round. The AFD switched from their own candidate. They had their own um, independent candidate, and they switched to back the FDP's candidate in the last for the third round. And he won, therefore, by one vote, by a single vote. Holy Moses! And that was a huge surprise. Everyone thought oh, I'll just be Bodo Ramelow again. In fact, it was this guy who no one's ever heard of, called Thomas Kemmerich of the FDP. And the FDP, for anyone who might not know, Free Democrat. Yeah. How would we describe them? Well, that's one. I thing. want to use a buzzword, which is neoliberal. But that <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. They're really into the like market. freedom. You know, they're 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 into the free market, but also into like social freedom as well. They're like they are not particularly popular <laughs> in Eastern German or in Thuringia. Thuringia, to give it its proper. <laughs> the problem with that is that uh, they do you know. You have to get 5% to get into any state parliament. Right. Or any parliament in Germany. You've got to get at least 5% of the okay. vote, right? They got, in that election, 5.00001%. Oh, my God. So they so weren't even really in it. The response to this is people went crazy. Yeah, this is amazing. Like, this is Germany really stood up for itself this week, I think. Because it said this was always a, a taboo. This was like there will be no working with the far right yeah no matter what no matter what we will no matter how many votes they will get we will not work with the far right because that is what enabled hitler like because they yeah bodo ramelow did a tweet 
um, comparing... He did a tweet. <laughs> he did a tweet. Continue. He tweeted in which he made a very serious point. He pointed out that Thuringia was also the first place that the the Nazi party got into power in the 30s. So it was like it was like a, it was a precedent that had been set and uh Hitler in fact also did a tweet in those days, not a tweet. What well, he did like a 30s tweet of where he did a, a quote where he said like this is where we're the most popular in Thuringia. Anyway, so okay. he brought everyone has brought that up, brought that 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 parallel up and then spontaneous demos. This all happened on yeah. Wednesday spontaneous demos in Erfurt, uh, which is the capital of Thuringia, mm-hmm. and in which Berlin. Which is very, very beautiful, by the way. Continue. So there's spontaneous. This all breaks on Wednesday. People are going crazy. Yeah. Everyone's like, you're collaborating with fascists. There's a lot of mocked up signs I saw at the protest where they've taken like the... Like AFDP. Mm. And hashtags, never again. Uh, the thing is about also, but we should point out, the Thuringian AFD is the worst of all the AFDs. It is, because their lad is the one that's like, we've discussed him before, haven't we? Do you remember his name? Uh, No, of course I don't. But I do remember him saying that they should do, and we talked about this, a 180 on how much the German history curriculum in schools focuses on... He's an ex-history teacher. This is the other thing. I'm very cross with him, because he's a teacher. Hooker! That... Oh... Anyway, so he said they should do a 180. And it, it is. Like, National Socialism dominates, the, like, to an extent, like, the German history curriculum. Yeah. And arguably that is sort of a debate that we're having, but we do not need far-right politicians saying we need a 180. Like, a what? What is he suggesting with a 180? Turning. Lauding it? So <laughs> they're not, this is not even like, this is the... going about the motorways a lot, the autobahn being yeah. very straight. Anyway, <laughs> Björn Hooker is like the most Nazi of the AFD. He's the most, he's the most like what they call nativist. Like he's really into like blood, He's just a race, Nazi. Why is he allowed to be in politics? He says that Africans like have different uh, breeding habits oh, from Europeans. Jesus. Like he's like, he really, he's like, he's, 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 racist and he, and in fact a german court last year confirmed that you're illegal, legally allowed to call him a fascist anyway so it's not libelous to call bjorn hooker a fascist understand me then people are kicking off wednesday's all these protests what's happening now well to to their credit the cdu was very strong about this and they were saying this is like uh, paul jumiak the general the secretary F- it wasn't just and so they were like they they totally shut it down and then merkel intervened merkel's been on a trip to africa this week and she intervened and said no way there have to be new elections in thuringia we cannot in any way um tolerate the cdu voting for the same candidate as uh, the afd voting okay. for. the fdp had a slightly different <laughs> reaction through christian lindner the head of the fdp yes and possibly not my like ideal dinner guest nor I his. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. Actually, I'd much rather, I'd quite like to have Christian Lindner over to my house. He would not enjoy that experience. It would be... Anyway, what was his take? He was like, he gave it the first speech that he did. He, he was like, well, it was a secret ballot. We didn't really know that the AFD was going to vote for our guy. And he was slightly happy... Because the AF- the FDP has been so politically irrelevant for so long in Germany, <laughs> he was really actually really secretly pleased that the FDP had finally got a state premier in, which, you know, 
they they didn't have anywhere so it was like oh this is our moment you know this is he was really excited he was trying to literally trying to hide his excitement but then he was like there was such a backlash and such a backlash from the cdu from merkel from from akk from paul jimiak from um you know like conservatives as well as yeah. the linker and the greens that he has really had to back down and he's had to back down so far that people are actually calling for him to resign now because the guy who actually got voted in as the state premier he has resigned yes he's not he's not he's not actually officially has resigned he said I probably should resign. He said, like, we oh need new elections Lord. and we're going to have to... I'll probably resign when we have new elections. But he's not... I don't think he's actually okay. actually resigned yet. But Lindner, the head of the FDP, might have to resign as well. Well, he's... Yeah, and that, would be, to, like, that like, would be like a big deal because he's like the, 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 the only big public face of the FDP and he's been leading them for a while now. It's plunged the FDP and the CDU... Uh, a little bit into crisis as well because but, it's put a lot of pressure on Akk and her leadership. Uh, and that's that's not a that's not something that might be able to take a lot of pressure. I'm thinking. I don't know. <laughs> well, do you know who's? Uh, oh. Do you know who's uh, been been tweeting this week? Is it my mate? <laughs> it's the old been, Marzi boy. Old yeah, Friedrich <laughs> spying an opportunity. Mm. Friedrich Merz. Noticing that our car car beat in the yeah. uh, run to be head of the, the CDU. Right. <laughs> and then he tweeted the next day, <laughs> Ich werde mich in the next. what Twitter is. Good. Right. What's. In the, coming, in the coming weeks and months, I will. Ich engagiere mich. How do you translate that? I will. Engage myself. <laughs> I will engage myself. Even more strongly for this country in the coming weeks and months. Oh, get ready, Akaka. He's, yes, get he's, ready, Germany, because you're going to be engagiert for. Well, I don't know what to do, but all I know is that Germany actually did stand up against this. Which this is week. good. And there were a lot of people like making sensible points and saying, well, actually, the historical parallel doesn't work because of blah, 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 if you think about it. Even the uh, Thomas Kemmerich, when he did his speech, said, I am not going to form a government with the AFD. There will be no AFD seats in my cabinet. You know, like it was like he was very, very clear about that. And people were saying, yeah, but you got in the context. You can't do that. But even so, people were so outraged just by this one cooperation that i actually think it's actually really good okay we have to move on we do eggs eggs should we talk about eggs eggs? yes please so germany is one of only five european countries where egg donation and surrogate motherhood is totally banned even if you want to do it for free for your sister it is totally banned lovely against the rules the law governing this is called like the embryo protection law Jesus Christ. And it was signed in 1990. So a lot of people think it's a bit out of date anyway, particularly because... Well, I mean, we've still got Nazi-era abortion laws. So, you know, what's the 90s? Yeah. So it's called the Embryo Protection Act. A lot of people think, well, since 1990, there's been uh, major advances in, um, you know, like reproductive medicine. Yeah. Legal. Some people say that we should make it more legal... Not more legal. <laughs> we should soften the ban yes. on egg donation and yes. make it like a little bit of thing. As soon as this, it was a group called the. It was a. It was a scientific academy in Germany that made this suggestion. Mm-hmm. That there, so there needs to be an update, and 
there was an outcry immediately by a, is this this week it's like recent last it was actually in early january the, the well, original suggestion was made last year and then in early january there was uh this a a, a, a group of uh, charities and feminist groups and ngos said no way this ban has to be maintained. It is very important because it's all very well saying, oh, it should be non-commercial because that is the European law and that's what this scientific group said. They said it should be only non-commercial mm-hmm. surrogate motherhood should be allowed. <clears throat> but in practice, there's always money involved. Right. And obviously we can see places like the US where it is a huge commercial thing. Like you can... I've known people who have, have made egg donations for, for yeah. lots of money. Yeah, and it's also possible in Europe. In Spain, you get a thousand euros. That's nothing compared to what you get in the States. Isn't it? How much you get in America? We're talking tens of thousands. And there's a whole, like, thing. I may or may not have looked into it. But yes, and it's weird. There's, like, you know, criteria for if you're physical criteria or education criteria, stuff like that. Oh, right. Really weird. And you have to have it's daily... It's not the same as sperm donation, of no, course. it's not. It's much more difficult. It's not. Yeah, you can't just have a wank. No. They come, they that's come not, out. That's not how that works, sadly. <laughs> um, but not altogether unsurprisingly. Anyway, yeah. In Spain, you get a thousand euros. Right. Uh, which means, which is quite a lot of money, apparently, in Spain. It is a, more than the average monthly income for Spanish women under 26. Jesus. This sociologist who worked this out and said that um, that means that there are... And also the other thing, the issue in Spain is that there is a guaranteed anonymity, which mm-hmm. you don't get in other countries. So that means mm. that if any children are conceived with your eggs or sperm, they, they have no way of legally finding you mm-hmm. in the future. Whereas in the UK, for example, it is different. In the UK, the children have a right to find their biological parents. So there's no guarantee. So they have to keep a register. So anyway, it means that in Spain, there are quite a lot of um, uh, egg donors and a lot of women come from all over Europe to go to Spain to buy eggs from the system. Mm. And, then it's, and it's always okay. a business. It's always a business. Germany... Like still totally banned, and in fact, there is no majority in the current Bundestag. Like most of the parties, the only party that is in favour of softening this ban, have a guess. Probably the FDP, is it? It is the FDP. There you go. But all the other uh, parties are against changing this law in Germany. That is really interesting. I would be interested to hear the feminist arguments against it. Uh, well, the, the, the feminist... I'm not saying arc- that you necessarily have to give it to me. <laughs> the people... I did talk to a feminist when I was writing this Good article. God. And she is very against it because she says that the whole system of egg donation and surrogate motherhood is based on social inequality. Like, you're always going to have to find a poor woman to donate eggs or yeah yeah i don't know i get weirded out when people want to police whatever the hell i get to do with my body full stop and i don't really see maybe i'm gonna go full fdp just be like (laughs) deregulate let the market do whatever i think it's weird they're my eggs why can't i do what i want with them is sperm donation legal here yeah it is of course it fucking is isn't it well there you go (laughs) there you go my friends Maybe Christian and I, Christian Linda and I will have more to discuss <laughs> for our, our dinner. Than you thought. <laughs> I don't, that? like, I, I get the kind of social inequality argument, but I feel that's also like a little bit paternalistic. Like, we have to protect women that are socioeconomically disadvantaged by 
preventing means of income to them. Like, that just seems like a weird... It's a bit like the prostitution argument. Exactly. This is my thing. It sounds like second wave, what I would consider more old-fashioned view of sex work and things, where people don't really listen to the people that are actually maybe directly involved. And they're like, but no, yeah. prostitution is terrible. It's exploitative. But yeah, if we actually legalized it and made it like an actual recognized, legally protected profession, then it would be a lot less exploitative. Well, that is the argument of Katrin Henning Pla of the FDP, who I spoke to. And she said that um, because now we it's it's totally banned, women here always go elsewhere. They go yeah. outside Germany to find Just, women who will give them babies. That then we like have no the control over. Debate it. in Ireland, like we're not. Yeah. It's not a problem here, except that it is. We're just farming it out <laughs> to other countries. And uh, and then she said, like in every other country, there's like there the, there will always be a commercial option. It's always over commercialized in other countries. And at least if we had it here, we'd be able to regulate it to what extent it is commercialized. From the FDP, I I believe yeah. that when I see it. But then my. My other argument is commercialize it allow the people that are engaging with this to have financial benefit and if i want yeah. to give one one egg to my sister then that can also happen but don't legalize it just to allow women to have to do it like altruistically that's also insane i think people are just squeamish about things people when money about this. when money is involved well yeah I, 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 but like get over yourselves maybe make abortion free this is a, it's such a quagmire of nonsense. You don't get to say what people do with their bodies. They're not hurting anybody else. Is that a rule that we can make? Apparently not. But oh, you can go and wank in a cup. Do they get paid for that? Yeah, not a thousand euros. But, oh, oh. <laughs> but this is much. this is what I mean. Would you like to talk about the Befogi? I always want to talk about the Befogi. Right. I really love the Befogi. It's all right, isn't it? It's as 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 far as transport systems on large cities go, it does all right generally. It's great. How I mean, much do you have? You have a monthly ticket. What do you have? I have a monthly ticket, which is taken out of my bank account, and I've now had that monthly ticket for about four years, and the prices not go up, are not gone up, and I pay the princely sum of 63 euros to get pretty much anywhere I ever want to go on a regular basis apart from Schoenefeld Airport which I think should still be in Zone B but that's a different conversation yeah do you know why it's not in Zone B because uh, uh, poorer people use it and they were just taxing us where <laughs> no. nobody with their red trousers going to Tegel will pay it it's a, it's a route it's, um, it's because it belongs to Brandenburg, and Brandenburg wants to have a state stake in that airport, and so they want right. they can't it can't be in Zone B because it has to be in Brandenburg. And Zone C is Brandenburg. Apparently, yeah. So they have to like made it. That's it. Was really annoying because it's like the last two stops on the bus, and it's but it's all because of Brandenburg. And I really a... love the fact that bus drivers like because I always want to pay my like little additional ticket when I get on, and. Because I'm getting on in like Neukölln and it's like literally about 80% of bus drivers just roll their eyes at me and are like, you Schleimer, like, why are you even putting this through? Or they're just like, no, get on the bus. I'm not running that through. Anyway, new statistics <laughs> have come out this week to do with um, Schwarzfahren, which so Schwarzfahren means travelling without a ticket. Which is easy to do in Berlin because there's no like... yeah. 
automated. Like I've just come back from London where you have to tap in and out and stuff and those yeah. little gates. That doesn't exist in Berlin. So they, they basically there's a new, new campaign now, a new uh, initiative to stop um, people being put in prison because they can't pay the fine. For that when they seems go. like an insane thing to have to go to prison for. Yeah. So and are there any other reasons why it's insane other than just you know? Well, apparently it, it costs <laughs> <laughs> it costs the Berlin taxpayer 150 euros per day per person for everyone who has to be in prison. That's much for, more expensive than the fine, isn't it? Which is more expensive than the fine because the fine is like 60 euros or something. Yeah. And they um and they yeah they end up and 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 they the stats came out and it was like 900 people this last year who had to go to prison because of this thing so now people are saying okay maybe we should just not put them in prison and in fact may, because most of the people who do get caught are like extremely poor and can't pay the fine so it's yeah. kind of pointless um yeah so there's that other people say that the BFG should be free for everyone anyway. Yeah. And there are some countries in Europe where there are some cities. Luxembourg, for example, yes. has free public transport. There's another one as well. I want to say Tallinn. But I may have made that up. Okay. Well, we'll leave that for now, if it's Tallinn or not. It could be Tallinn. It could be. Um, but all these other places, to be fair, are pretty small these yeah. towns and it is easier to run a, a big old transport system that they're running yeah there's like thousands of trains every day because there's also and it's extremely of, expensive yeah. um so would you like to know some finances to do with the bfl gear yes please it is now making a in 2017 for which i have the latest figures for <laughs> it made 1.2 billion euros mm-hmm. um just in that, that's how much revenue it made right. not with profit it made a profit of just 12 million euros right but that is way better than 10 years ago when uh, for example in 2008 it made a loss of 246 million euros uh, and it basically it continually made a loss until 2014 when it started making a profit when they started becoming more and more commercial they started like I don't know exactly what happened, but they must have found other revenue streams other than tickets because um in that same amount of time the public contribution to the BFG has actually gone down. So right. the the government of Berlin is paying less for the BFG every year. It's all coming out of the uh it's all coming out of the, the adverts or something. I have a, my personal theory is they're making money off um, renting out drivers to other public transport systems, but that's just my theory. I don't know. That, I, I mean, this is a <laughs> lot more in depth than I thought when you said, "Do you want to talk about the Bayfield Gate?" Um, well, I just thought it was interesting because I um, I just don't understand why it's suddenly making a profit where it didn't make a profit, oh and my God. Uh, even though it's getting less money from is the this government. Where we start our like investigative. Yeah, sort of podcast. Back in two thousand and three, two thirds of the BFLG's, um it, like two thirds of the the the, the BFLG's revenue came directly from the state. Now it's like less than a quarter. How did that happen? I just don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. I just think it's fascinating, but we don't have to it dwell on it. I just don't know why that is. Anyway, so it costs a lot know. of money. 
and it's making quite a lot of money, but it also costs a lot of money, and it makes a little bit of money. And um, it would the point about this the whole thing about the public contribution is it would be quite difficult for them to suddenly um, become be become wholly publicly funded because yeah. that means that the state would have suddenly have to play like like a billion euros to keep the place running. But it does seem to make sense that not everybody should be paying full. Like, maybe no. it could be free for quite a lot of people, which it is for increasing amounts of people. Yeah. Because as of, I think it was August last year, all school children, right up to, like, leaving, leaving full-time education, whether that's, like, 18 or 19 or whatever age they leave, uh, get free public transport. Okay. Which is obviously good. That is good, yeah. Um, and there are other groups that get like fairly heavily, not subsidized, but like cheaper things, like being a student here. You yeah. Get your, your week on, yeah. don't you? So it is free for a lot of people, and that is probably good. And then tourists have to pay, and then they have to come get on the fucking scooter scoot around like a tourist don't get me started on those scooter things no but this is the thing like i don't understand all of these scootery things yeah that just fill our streets with plastic and it's awful electricity it's awful when we could be doing more with like we have a perfectly functional public transport system yeah but i think maybe people under a certain income level like people should not be going to prison for not being able to pay for the train in a system where the train company is not fully or even mainly reliant on ticket things to turn quite a large profit. Yes. That that, that 150 euros a day is a bit too much money to spend. You put somebody in prison. prison. Yeah. You put that on their permanent record. Maybe, I don't know. If you go to prison, that that's it. You're like a... Does a debtor's prison? De- it's like any if if we're still using phrases that sound Dickensian, then we need to adapt. <laughs> like going to debtor's prison. Yeah, they have to uh, unravel bits of rope. What? No, they. Don't. I made that up. Oh, really. The fact that I believe that <laughs> is testament to the fact that I've quite drunk now. Like in a my like in a workhouse, quite delicious. Like in a- Cuba Libre Bacardi. I can recommend it. Gold matte can, very classy looking. Yeah. Anyway, we've done that. Right. Are we done? We, I think we're done, yeah. Well, I've had a great time. Have you? I have. Oh, good. It's been really interesting. I've had an all right time news. as well. Got to have a bit of a feminist rant, which I always enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a blast, as Christian always. Christian Lindner, if you're listening, Let's would you like to come for dinner? I'll sh- let you <laughs> wait until my heating is fixed. <laughs> So it's quite grim in my house at the moment. But after that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, have a good weekend, everybody. Stay warm. Have some mega cans. Yes. Thank you very much, Conrad, for all the news. Thanks. I hope it was clear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was... Uh... <laughs> Bye. Bye. Maybe we should work on like more professionals.